0: Hi, Ron here and welcome. We love that you've come to join us here and listen to a lot of our episodes. Please help us continue with this by supporting us through either joining the Barack Center at thebarakcenter.com or joining us at The Fringe Church at thefringechurch.com and sharing and donating through those sources. And once again, thank you for joining us today. Good morning and welcome to Devotions. Uh, it's with great pleasure roll that we open the book of Revelation uh, at chapter 1, verse 1, and get down to business. One thing you're going to realise this morning is how jam-packed full of uh, important stuff this book is. So we're going to read chapter 1, verse 1 to 8. This is the revelation revealed by Jesus Christ. The revelation which God gave to him to show to his servants the revelation which tells of the things that must soon happen. This revelation Jesus Christ sent and explained through his angel to his servant John, who testified to the words sent to him by God and attested by the witness born by Jesus Christ to everything which he saw. This is John writing to the seven churches which are in Asia. Grace to you and peace from him who was, who is and who is to come. And from the seven spirits which are before his throne and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, the ruler of the kings of the earth. To him who loves us and has set us free from our sins at the cost of his own blood and who has made us a kingdom of priests to serve his God and father to him, be glory and dominion forever. Amen. Look. He's coming with the clouds and every eye shall see him and the people who pierced him shall see him and all the tribes of the earth shall lament over him. Yes, amen. I'm Alpha and Omega, says the Lord God. He who is, who was and who is to come, the Almighty. You get the sense that John is just getting on a roll here. He's picking it up. He's getting into worship mode. I love that. Yes. Amen. That starts to appear uh, down towards the end of that passage. Well, let's just um, get into it. Let me um, get that organized. Right. The Father, God, the Father. What do we learn about God? God is the first, last, the Almighty. He is the beginning of everything, the creator. He is the finisher of everything. The judge he's all powerful, and he will have his way before our history is done. Using the title Alpha and Omega for the Father is sort of cool. That's normally a title for Jesus, um, but it's used of the Father. And you're going to see this throughout the book of the Re- uh, book of Revelations. Very integrated, powerful Trinitarian thing runs through it. Any name for any person of God can be used for the others. They're just in lockstep with one another. One God. Three ways of being God, but one God. And then there's the first, Alpha and Omega. It's a Jesus title, but it's applied here to the Father. Um, Christmas time, (laughs) the old hymn. Very God, well, the old creed. Very God from very God. Light from light. God from God. That sort of stuff. Now, Jesus. Wow. Does he get excited about Jesus? The titles given to Jesus in this passage. He is the faithful witness. The Father gives all things to the Son and trusts him with the revelation of himself to the world. Have a look in John's Gospel, almost open at any page. You'll see that theme working out. He is the one who can say, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. So it's a Jesus Faithful witness to the Father. Now, there's a lovely humility and hiddenness among the people, uh, the persons of the Trinity, here and right through the, the Bible. They they hide behind each other. They almost play with us. The Father sends the Son to reveal himself. The Son wants us to see the Father and sends the Spirit. The Holy Spirit will remind us of everything Jesus has done and said and will lead us to the Father. And so there's this great big wonderful dance going on among the, the persons of the Trinity. And yeah, humility and hiddenness. This passage alludes to it. That'll get bigger as we go forward. Each continually point to the others in a beautiful, almost submission. Now, that's too strong a word and probably wrong theology, but, but you get the point. It's just lovely. Jesus is the firstborn from the dead. He's first in time. He is the first one to come out of the grave and say, there's more. And to break our belief that this life is all there is. Jesus, firstborn from the dead. Jesus, ruler of the kings of the earth. Um, Psalm 89 verse 27. I will make him my firstborn higher than the kings of the earth. Uh, This this beautiful psalm, and that is just sort of reflected in this. Jesus is first in place and authority. He has the highest name and rank in heaven, second only to the Father. Now, remember who he's writing to and remember who reads this. The Roman Empire looked convincingly powerful and dominant. John says, and yet, Jesus is still Lord. John's people needed reassurance. They could see plenty of evidence that the rulers of the earth were dealing with the devil and they were asking honestly is god still in charge is our faith valid have we put our hope in something real or just some sort of vaporware is religion no more than flimflam and some sort of you know drug that we can use to cope and honest people still ask the same question the rules of our world now are sometimes political but also the great corporations, governments, influencers, pop stars. These are the people who control things. The people with big money. Heroin and arms are our biggest traded items. Community and love have been replaced in many hearts by individualism and ambition. Our priests and wonder workers are no longer religious. They're scientists and technicians and physicists and so on. Sexual behaviour and identity has shifted. Technology, cyborgs are a thing now. You know, we've got machine parts driving people. Uh, models of family and politics are changing in ways that leave us all wondering, what will the results be? And humble, honest people look at their faith and say, is God still in power? Or has something happened? Is Jesus still the ruler of kings. And to honest people in every generation, including ours, John offers encouragement, faith and hope. He asks of us that we believe that looks can be deceiving. God is still present. He is passionately working to fulfil his intention that none should perish, everyone should repent and a new heaven and earth should be established. The Holy Spirit, What do we learn about the Holy Spirit? Well, Revelation is full of Old Testament allusions, and here's the first one. Um, In verse four, he alludes to Isaiah chapter 11, verse two. The seven spirits of God are wisdom, understanding, counsel, might, knowledge, piety, and the fear of the Lord. Now, this is sort of a strange identification of the Holy Spirit. Because that's a passage that we would normally apply as prophecy of Jesus. But again, notice this thing. And this is this is one of the biggies. It's the Trinity is big, but the identification of the spirit of Jesus. With the Holy Spirit is absolute in the book of Revelation. The John's understanding of the Holy Spirit is this is just Jesus still with us. This is the spirit of Jesus in our midst. So that is going to come now. That's something really quite wonderful. Uh, When we hear of something that is called a move of God, it's really clever to ask the question, does it look and sound like the bloke who used to walk around in Palestine? Does it have that earthy, yeah, frankly, pretty humorous sort of edge? Is there a, a bit of rat bag about it? Is it a bit rough and ready? Or is it just too polished, too smooth, too religious? Does it look more like the religious machine than this wandering rabbi? And that's a great question because here straight away, John is already saying the spirit is the spirit of Jesus among us. We're going to come back to uh, chapter 1, one to 1-8 tomorrow um, because there's still a long way to go just, just in unpacking this. But you can see where this starts. It starts with an inscription of tremendous praise to the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit and starts to unpack classic, christian teaching it's worshipful it's hopeful and it calls us to faith let's come to god let's join in songs john's song of praise let's pray god our father we come to you this morning going yes amen you are god lord thank you for the great mysteries of who you are thank you for this tremendous revelation of the trinity god was in christ Reconciling the world to himself. I will come make my home in the spirit. All this beautiful stuff. Father, we um, don't want to use the understanding of the Trinity to try to psychoanalyse God. Lord, we want to use this understanding to understand our experience. And to get a handle on the majesty of the Father. The revelation of the Son. And the present power of the Holy Spirit. So Father... Just at the outset, we worship you, who is, who was, who is to come. Jesus, first of everything and ruler of the kings of the earth, Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, coursing through us and among us now. So, Lord, as we go into today, fill our hearts with praise, fill our our minds with truth, make our steps to spring and our mouths to sing. This in Jesus' name. Amen. Bless you, folks. We'll um, see you in the morning. And uh, we'll be back to this passage again for a little while. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode. And please, don't forget to sign up to thebarackcenter.com or thefringechurch.com and help support us so we can reach many more. Thank you again for joining us today.